It's the Dogcast, episode 130. Dogs win big. 44-34 over the Troy Trojans. I hear they're from Alabama. This is the Dogcast, episode number 130. I'm your host, Derek Leonard, and uh, we're coming off of a big victory. We won 44-34. to Looked like it was going to be a win of 44-27, to but uh, we let Troy score a touchdown late in the game. I'm here in the bunker with uh, my good friend and co-host, Big Bad Old Dog, who I have sequestered for this show. Because dog fans, I've been, you know we've been getting email. We actually got our first hate email this week saying we are too negative. We are too much truth. Uh, uh. And I've got duct tape over Old Dog's mouth. You, old Dog, were you saying something uh, there? Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> I'm not going to let Old Dog talk for this entire show. Because if you think we were negative maybe after the Tennessee game, or this show really should sound a lot like the Western Carolina show. But uh, I'm not, uh, uh, uh. not going to do that, though. I'm going to tell you guys about what the good things that happened yesterday the dogs won we avoided ah. we avoided the big letdown we could have had a letdown we could have got a loss this time last year we were losing to Vanderbilt Kentucky uh-huh. we, we had defensive players saying that we didn't want it as bad as other teams that wasn't the case this year uh. <laughs> So, and I'll tell you this, some really smart guys, if y'all listened to the Dogcast last week, you would have heard me and Old Dog say that I told you the number one key to the victory in this game was turnovers. And after no Sean Moreno fumbles, like on the second play from scrimmage, I bet all you Dogcast listeners were going, damn, that Derek, he is freaking smart. He told us turnovers going to be a problem. He told us that, but I didn't believe him because the Bulldogs have had 268 consecutive carries without a fumble. The dogs aren't going to fumble, but they did fumble because Troy creates turnovers. And then when Brandon Sullivan fumbled, I bet you thought, wow, that Derek is really smart, because he told us last week that turnovers were going to be the key. But I did also tell you that the way Troy wins is by making more turnovers than their opponents, like they did against Oklahoma State. And yesterday, unfortunately, they did not make more turnovers than their opponents, because our stellar Stellar defensive backfield consisting of Asher Allen and Prince Miller and C.J. Bird and Rashad Jones. Those kids really stepped it up and picked off Troy's quarterback twice. And that really helped save the day for us. So let me tell you, dog fans, let me tell you what happened yesterday. We played Troy. We had a 1 o'clock kickoff. They came out and, I mean, sure. Troy had, what, 500 yards offense against us. But don't worry about that. 500 yards offense to a team like Troy, that, that's not a problem. Let's look. At, let's focus on the good things. No Sean Moreno. 1,000 yards rushing in his freshman season, and we've still got games to go. That kid, 24 carries, 197-something yards. I'm going to tell you, I was a little disappointed, and Old Dog, 
if yeah. I could, if, if I took the tape off your mouth, I'd let you talk because I know you think that Noshawn should have got about fifty or sixty carries yesterday. Uh-huh. I do think he should have got more carries than he did, but he had twenty-four carries, hundred and ninety-five yards. Something else was really great. I mean, Trip Chandler. We told you last week that Trip Chandler should have a big game against their short linebackers, and he did. He caught some balls, caught some balls over the middle, had a touchdown. Trip Chandler's catching the ball better. Mohamed Massaquas catching the ball better. Sean Bailey's catching the ball better. One area of our team that you can really see real improvement this year is in our receiving core. Those kids are catching the ball better. Stafford, mediocre player and passer that he is, is still not delivering the ball very well. (laughs) Old dog, I know you'd say something about that, but I'm not going to let you talk, man. Our front seven, though, defensive front seven, did keep us in this game by playing as good and, you know, by making up for our backfield when our backfield, on the few times when our backfield was out of position. Our defensive front seven had three sacks yesterday, played really well against the run, stacked up. When when Troy's offense went traditional on running plays, pitches and things like that, our defensive front seven was there to make the play. Willie Martinez went, got off of the 4-3, got off of the 3-4, really went back to his original game plan of uh, no uh. Pre- <laughs> He uh, Well, I'm not going to talk about that because uh, Willie Martinez, you know, he, got, he did what he needed to do. We, as Old Dog likes to say, the only number that counts is we had more points than the other team. Old Dog, I know that's what you'd be saying uh. if I let you talk because the only stat that counts is that we had more points than the other team. Now, let me update you guys on a couple of injury things. I know if y'all were like I am, y'all were thinking when Cade Weston got hurt, that's a big deal. Cade Weston went out of the game, limped off the field, looked really ginger on that leg. We thought it might be a knee problem. It turns out it might be like a high ankle sprain, some kind of ankle sprain. He says it's not that bad. Hopes to be back, should be back for the Auburn game. So, big relief there. Cade Weston, not going to miss any games, I don't think, with that high ankle sprain. Um... Pretty much the only problem I had, I thought there were pretty much, it was all positive yesterday. I mean, the only only thing I didn't like, two things. I don't like when they play that dancing song where the, where the guys dance on the sideline. When we're tied with Troy, that that's not a time to be dancing on the sideline and playing like funny music and funny games and stuff, okay? When we put a team like Troy down, then you can start dancing on the sideline. But no dance music when we're tied up with Troy, okay? I actually had to ask a Troy fan who was sitting in front of me, where's Troy from? What is their mascot? Turns out, Troy from Alabama. Those of you guys that didn't know, they're a little school. It's kind of like playing UAB, you know? They're a little school from Alabama. They're called the Troy Trojans. But since they got 500 yards offense on us yesterday and scored 34 points, I'll tell you something else. Old dog, if you didn't have tape on your mouth, you could talk to me about this. We could uh-huh. interact about this because I really wasn't happy with our fans booing Troy for taking taking uh, timeouts and trying to score at the end. You know, I mean, Troy wants to score. Why wouldn't they take timeouts? Why wouldn't they try to score? You can't get mad at a team and boo a team because they're uh-huh. trying to score. That's their job. That's what they're trying to do. So, um you know, uh, all things all things in account, I, I really thought it was a really positive game. It was a week that we could have had a letdown. This time last year, we did have letdowns. There's no, you know, we are what we are. We're seven and two. I mean, you know, um, are we seven and two? Six and two? Uh, seven and two. 
We're seven and two. We are what we are. We're seven and two. We're not the Gamecocks in the middle of a seven-game losing streak. Oh, that's it. Won't be a seven-game losing streak until they lose out. But uh, you know, we're not the Gamecocks. We got another W. But um, you know, um, that's what. Listen, that it was a good game. We got the W. That's what's important. We got the W, and we've got Auburn coming in here. We've got a chance to beat Florida and Auburn in the same season for the first time in 25 years, and that's a big deal. I think we can get it done. But, I mean, you know, we're going to have to make some adjustments. Willie Martinez is going to have to come to work this week. You know, we're going to have to make some adjustments. But, um, anyway, Dog fans, we're going to take a quick musical break here, um, and we're going to come back and talk about some stuff on defense. I've got lots more for you. Old Dog is uh, going to not be talking for the rest of this show. It's going to be just me, just me talking for this show because I'm trying to keep it upbeat here. I don't. We're tired of the hate mail. We don't want any hate mail about us being negative. So... We're going to take a quick musical break, and we'll be right back after this little red coat band ditty. ready to give you the real scoop on this. Derek has stepped out and I got the tape off of my mouth. He's somewhere taking off those rose-colored glasses that apparently he saw the game through. Uh, Let's take a look at it realistically. It was a win and a win is a win no matter how you do it. But uh, holy cow, it it wasn't nearly uh, the blowout that the score looked like. I mean, right up to the middle of the fourth quarter, it could have gone either way. Uh, maybe the fumbles uh, on the first two offensive possessions hurt us a little bit, deflated us. Maybe they took a little wind out of the defense. And let's talk about the defense just a little bit. Front four played great. Linebacking play, give it a B plus. Pretty good. Uh, defensive backs an absolute failure. I I don't know what is wrong. Well, yes, I actually do know what is wrong. You've got Coach Willie Martinez, an inadequate defensive coordinator, and he is also the coach of the defensive backs who really have no idea what they're doing back there. Yeah, we had a couple picks, but the reason we had them is because their quarterback was being pressured, threw off his back foot, and didn't throw very many good balls. Uh, they had 322 yards passing through the first three quarters. How, why they ever ran the ball is absolutely beyond me. And then we've got some quotes. My man Thomas Flowers, who had two excellent punt returns, but this is his quote. He says, when we look at the film, it's going to look like their receivers were wide open. Well, you know why? Because they were. I mean, it's not trick photography. They were wide open. I really don't know what we're thinking back there, and we're going to need to come up with a much, much better scheme than we have been uh, against Auburn and against Kentucky. Along those lines, the old bugaboo that still hits us, third and more than 10. 
three times they made third down and more than 10. That should never happen. Not only are our defensive backs not coming up to make a tackle, hell, they break down, wait for the guy to come to them, and then miss the tackle the boot. Uh, but again, I'm not going to go totally negative. Marcus Washington, who has made a huge difference being in the middle, he came out, he wasn't all that happy with the play, and he said, we're going to have to play faster and harder if we're going to beat Auburn, Kentucky, and Georgia Tech. said, we played good enough today to beat a Sunbelt team. The effort we put out today is not going to beat an SEC team. Folks, that's not the old dog saying that. That is Marcus Washington, our starting middle linebacker, coming up. Defensive front, again, came up big. Marcus Howard may have had the biggest play of the game. When the score was tight, Troy actually could have been driving down to either tie up the score or take a little bit of a lead. Marcus Howard breaks loose, strips their quarterback of the ball, picks it up, runs it down to the one-yard line, and Noshon goes in uh, next play from one yard out. And at that point, pretty much put the game out of reach. Uh, you know, again, their defense was not a real stellar ball club either. Uh, they couldn't stop us, and we couldn't stop them. We, at that point in time, I think we got up by 14 points or a little bit more, and that it, it was pretty much a done deal. I think we could have matched them score for score. Uh, let's look at the offense a little bit. Hold, hold dog, what are, what are you? Dude, you're not. Oh, uh, you to be caught me. On this show. You, you, did you hide those rose-colored glasses? Oh my God! Don't fa- come on, oh, come on in here. I, I've broken down What's the de- I've, I've broken down our defense. Dog, Come on in here, fans. and we're going to talk a little offense. Dog fans, I'm sorry about this. Dog fan, listen, he's in the bunker. I thought I had him sequestered. I thought, oh god, this is a disaster. This is show 130, old dog. I thought I had hey, you muzzled. Let's talk a little bit about the offense. I mean, the the tapes Fantastic. off. Fantastic. The tapes I off. I think offense. I think most of the I think most of the listeners are going to say I didn't beat up the defense too bad. You haven't really talked much about the defense, have you? I just well, I just pointed out how poor our uh, defensive backs were and who coaches them. You talk about how much you love Asher Allen and Prince Miller. The Shut down corners. Two most pathetic players <laughs> I've ever seen the Bulldogs have. Okay, I'll tell you one thing. Uh, now that well, I guess since the tapes off, I guess I'll let you finish with the show. But um, how about Troy's kicker? You know, they had one of those end zone kickers. Man, I man, I what, like that. Every time I see that kid kick, I go, man, I got to get me one of them. Uh, we we got to have an end zone <laughs> kicker. There ain't no I, doubt about I it. I know where that scholarship might be available. Because I tell you what, there are about seven that should be open in that defensive <laughs> backfield. Let's do talk about offense. You know, the offensive line. I would I would grade the offensive line as a B. I don't think they played as good as they did against Florida, but they did protect Stafford adequately. And you know Moreno was caught up in the locker room last night, actually congratulating his offensive line. Yeah. He said it was their best game. He really liked the way they're doing it. They're starting to surprise, surprise, understand how Noshawn runs the ball. Anyway, they're starting to understand how Noshawn runs the ball. I was glad to see. You know, Coach Searles out there on the field. He's out on the field standing in the offensive line huddle. He looks like it. He's right out there. He's bigger than they are. I love that. But, uh, you know, when you focus on one running back, it's really – I think it helps the offensive line understand what they've got to do. They get a rhythm in their head, a beat that they know. I've got to hold this this long to make this play happen because my guy, my one running back that I have to be responsible for is going to make the play happen. 
Well, not to be totally redundant, but that's what the old dog likes to do. Absolutely. He just likes to beat a dead horse to death. <laughs> and, again, I think probably part of the reason that the offensive line is playing a lot better is because we do have the one featured back now. They don't have to worry about three different styles of running back. Just like Derek said, they know I'm going to need to hold this block X number of seconds. Noshan's going to go through. Man, and Noshan is, is great. Given, given those guys all the props they can, what a humble guy saying, man, you know, it's not just me. I'm just a guy carrying the ball. It's the boys up front. They're practicing hard. They're opening up the holes. They've really matured a lot. Stafford, same thing. He has good things to say about the offensive line. Hats off to Coach Searles on that. Now, along those lines and talking offense, and, again, it's my job here to point out some of the negative things and the things we need to do. Here we go. I'm wondering what in the world Coach Bobo was thinking about when he's pulling Noshan out of the game. I mean, you're giving the ball to Noshan. He's getting three yards. He's getting six. He's getting ten. And then he leaves the game. The first time he did that, I had to ask the guy in front of me, Noshan's not in for three or four plays. I said, is he hurt? I know. You think he is hurt. What's up? Because obviously he's not tired. He's over on the sideline. He's ready to get back in. And I don't know if – you know, if it's because we're we're just so enamored as a coaching staff with with the big arm and all of this potential talent that our boy Matthew Stafford has, that now that there actually is a bigger star on the field than No Sean Moreno, someone that has actually proved and lived up to their billing. Actually producing yardage that regularly. That they have got to get him on to showcase Stafford. Now I'm gonna tell you, I mean Matthew Stafford's not a bad quarterback, but I'm going to tell you, he has not shown me where he is the top quarterback that we all expect uh, you know, him to be. I hope he grows into it, but right now, he's adequate. He's, he's no Eric Zire. He's no Buck Ballou. I tell you, quite frankly, what he is, he's a white Wayne Johnson. He's a, he's a tall kid with a big arm. Oh my gosh! You just did you you just pulled the nuke. You said the white Wayne Johnson. Matthew Stafford is the white <laughs> Wayne Johnson. Oh my gosh! You just pulled a nuke out of your back pocket, dude. Because Wayne Johnson could throw it four hundred yards and through concrete. Oh my gosh! The white Wayne Johnson. That is br- who, that is by the way. Does have a win over Auburn. Oh, that is brutal. And so does Stafford too. I'm telling you, dog fans, we, uh, you know, I'm, I'm I'm right there with you, old dog. On the Matthew Stafford thing, I mean, he's he's okay. I mean, I, I you know, I could tell you things. I could pick his performance apart. That's but I'm not really going to do that because he went. He's winning football games. He's he's adequate. He's serviceable. But when he throws a ball, you are not worried. I mean, you're really worried. you're thinking it's going to be overthrown. I mean, most often, you're thinking it's going to be overthrown. I mean, I... When he throws a pass, the first thing we think is, is I hope it's close to the receiver. And then we start thinking, I hope the receiver makes the catch. But I wish we didn't have to hope that the ball was going to be catchable by anyone on the field. I wish we didn't have to worry about that. Um, but we do. You know I mean? We really do. Well, and, and I'm with you. And on that, again, I hope he lives up to his potential. He's got four more games this year. 
uh, and then two more years I mean, to go. And, I mean, he's unless something happens to him, he's going to be our starter for the next two years. But he has – I just expected a whole lot more from him, and I expected him to be producing a whole lot more than he is right now coming in with all of the billings. But, again, that may be because I fell into all this recruiting uh, crap, you right. know, and ratings and, and all of that business. Uh, on a real positive side, I tell you what, the receivers have done almost a 180-degree turnaround. Right. They are really catching the ball a whole lot better. Derek had mentioned Trip Chandler a little bit earlier. Mo Mass had some good catches. Sean Bailey stepping up, playing hurt with a torn meniscus, I believe he's got. That's right. That's uh, right. Waiting to have surgery on it till the end of the year, uh, playing through pain. But again, you know, he's out there. He caught some balls. It was good to see Mikey Henderson uh, catch another ball. I mean, he's it Mikey just, Henderson's. He's dangerous on the edge, man. And Stafford's got that throw got a, down. Yeah, Stafford's got that throw cold. He does, and we got a few other guys in there. Uh, Kenneth Harris was out there. Man, I thought he was dead. Kenneth Harris. You know, I he came back from, from like a three or four game hiatus. Yeah, I know. D'Amico Goodman was out there, caught, fumbled. I think he got the fumble back. Uh, you know, but the receiving core is is doing well. And you've really got. I mean, I take my hat off to that. Uh, they've they've made a lot of. They've made a big comeback. They've made strides. I know those kids have been working hard in practice, and it's you can see the benefit. You can see the fruits of that of that work. They're getting it done. But getting back to the offense, and and I hope and pray that the idea was just to be real vanilla, not do anything. Uh, hope we've got a good game plan uh, for Auburn, like we did against Florida. I can't say a whole lot for our game plan now. I tell you, my game plan would be to run no Sean Moreno till he either drops dead from exhaustion or they find a way to stop him, and that's going to open up a lot of other stuff. Uh, you know, I just – but I was raised I was raised on Georgia football when we were tailback you, and that's the way we won. We passed when we had to. And when you have a tailback like no Sean there, uh, I think we ought to go back to that. Man, let's ride the horse that got us this far. He he is the man that beat Florida for us. No doubt. I tell you, I mean, uh, we really, you know, a lot of people like to give grades out. You know what I mean? And I'm telling you, you were talking about this offense yesterday. I would say the running backs, A+. plus. You know? Oh, no doubt about Receivers, it. And I tell you, and I, and I tell you, you know, along those lines, when J.J. gets in there, Man, he goes. I tell you, that is a guy, and your hat has to go off to him also. He was a walk-on, stuck around the program. I mean, he has been behind three, four running backs throughout his career. But I tell you, Florida game and this game, when that kid gets on the field and gets a chance and has the ball in his hand, he runs hard. Mm -hmm. And if no Sean does need a blow, he's a good guy to have in there. Absolutely. There's no doubt about and it. And he hits the hole pretty hard. I was happy to yeah. that kid was oh, hitting yeah. the hole. But Coach Bobo, let's not give Noshon as many blows as you have been. Hey, if you want your boy Stafford to pass, let's keep <laughs> Noshon in there as a decoy, if nothing else. Uh, you know, he is the best running back Georgia has had in a long, long time. That 80-yard run of his. First 80, longest run we have had from the line of scrimmage, all going all the way back to Robert Edwards. Right, absolutely. That's I mean, fantastic. that is that's under the Ray Golf era. That is going back a long, long way. You got a horse, you got to ride him. 
no shans the horse. Well, I tell you, that run, too, that 80-yard run from scrimmage yesterday, right up the gut, too. Not a Robert Edwards get-the-edge kind of thing. You know, it was. I just, I just love seeing it. I just, I mean, I'm telling you, I'm high on Noshon Moreno. Oh, I, I am, too, and it's good. I mean, we've finally gotten back to old-style Georgia Bulldog football. You have a featured running back, and you have a guy, and you hand it to him. I mean, you go back to our national championship years, years we were winning SEC championships other than the Mark Rick era. We had a quarterback that basically you had in there to not lose the game. Right. To not like make Bud Right. His job is turning the hand to Herschel. Right. You know? To not make the crucial mistake. Make a run when you had to. Stafford had a good run, too. I think he got his knee a little banged up on that one. But uh, it was good to see some of that. And, again, I don't want to be too negative. It was a win. Hopefully we were real, real vanilla in what we were doing. Hopefully we're going to come out like gangbusters against Auburn. Hopefully we're going to have something Auburn hasn't seen. Uh, but I tell you what, I think we are. Well, I, I hope so too. Uh, again, just I, I can't say I can't say it enough how much I just loathe Willie Martinez and Our, the fact that he and and the people he coaches are the weakest link on our defensive team. And again, for the most part, our kickoff coverage was uh, dismal. We had one or two uh, good stops. We actually kicked it down to about the two-yard line one time, and lo and behold, the kid only got it out to about the 25. But I think really what we need to start doing until we get an end zone kicker is just kicking it out of bounds and giving it, them, thing to do. giving it to them <laughs> on the 35. I don't have the stats in front of me, but... Uh, I would be surprised if on kickoffs, if the opponent's starting yard line is not better than 35, is not better than their own 35. For the season. Yeah, for the season, yeah. on average. I think you're probably right. I, I tell you, I want, to, I want to talk to a couple of things real quick, because I know a lot of you guys get tired of us beating up on Coach Martinez and stuff like that. I want to just leave you with a little thought here, because I don't, I'm not a negative fan. Uh, Old Dog says I got rose-colored glasses because I love Mark Rick, man. I think he's a great coach. I think he runs a fantastic program, and he's the kind of guy that I want to have as my coach. And he's got two freaking SEC championships in seven years. I don't think you need to say anything else after his name except that. But, and I don't like to beat up on players. I don't boo players. Let me throw a little something in there, Derek. He's got those two SEC championships with Brian Van Gorder. As his defensive okay, coordinator. Okay, I thought you were going to say he's got that with Jim Donnan's players or some crap like that. But anyway, think about this, dog fans. I don't like to, I never boo players. I know they're amateurs. I know they're working their tail off. Okay, old dog's like freaking out here, but just listen to me for a second. I had a guy tell me yesterday look, when Prince Miller and Asher Allen were recruited, you know, a hundred guys, a hundred coaches and recruiters and scouts and stuff looked at those kids. They were four-star athletes. Those kids could cover. They know what they're doing. They've got the ability. Their problem is that they don't know what they're doing on the field. They're confused. They're out of position. And there's only one person whose fault that is. That is not Prince Miller's fault. And it's not Asher Allen's fault. And as mad as I get in the middle of the game about what those kids are doing, it's not their fault that they're not playing good. I do believe 100% that it is all Willie Martinez's fault. 100%. He is our defensive coordinator and he's our defensive backs coach. 
And those kids do not know what they're doing. They've got no clue. Asher Allen's looking this way, that way. He's like, do I go deep? Do I come up close? He doesn't know. Well, and Derek, not only that, but they just are not fundamentally sound either. I know. They're not, they're not attacking the receiver. Once he's caught the ball, they start backpedaling and breaking down into a tackling position. And then they, and, the and they back up two or three yards, and then they miss the tackle. Troy had a deep throw into double coverage yesterday. We had a safety back there, Jones, and we had a corner back there, Allen. Two guys within arm's length of a receiver, and they never even attempted to break up the you know, pass. I mean, Troy where, guy catches it, 50-yard touchdown, no problem. Where are the days of Jeff Pyburn, Tony Flack? Jeff Sanchez. Scott Warner. Scott Warner. Man. Well, Terry Jeff Byron was a quarterback. I was thinking of yeah, Warner. They both looked alike. And the great Terry Hogue. I mean, you know, where we've got Champ to, Bailey. Ch- yeah. Champ we, Bailey was a shutdown corner. Man. We have got to stand up. And these kids have all the athletic ability in the world. Rashad Jones, he could do anything. I mean, he, he is. He can do anything he, you need to do on the field. He is a specimen. But you've got to coach it. And, you know, I mean, we beat up on these players. I get accused of that. Well, here's the deal. All of us have limitations. Just about everybody can play peewee football. Then you get kind of weeded out, and not everybody can play high school football. And certainly not everyone that played high school football can go to play college football, and very few college football players make it to the pros. At some point, your talent is just not you as far as you is just not good enough, mm-hmm. and I'm not beating up on these kids. I'm not saying that, but either they don't have the talent to be playing on this kind of level, which I don't think that's the case. I think that they are not getting the proper coaching, and right. Coach Rick needs to step up at the end of the season. He needs to evaluate it, and we need to get rid of Coach Martinez. There's no doubt about it and if, even though he's shown flash and, brilliance he did a great job against florida yeah he game planned a good but, plan there. but derek there's an old saying a blonde hog <laughs> finds an acorn every now and then <laughs> i understand One and that thing, was and and the florida right. game was his acorn here's what i want to close the show with okay because i found this kind you of you want to sing the alma mater no i don't want to sing the alma mater but i did find this interesting i didn't really talk about this last week and i didn't hear anybody else talk about this but coach rick said that before the florida game that they game planned energy. He said, we game-planned energy. We planned to have a high-energy attack, to come out fired up and stuff. And I actually, I know you think I have rose-colored glasses and stuff about Coach Rick, but I actually thought that was crazy talk. I mean, I'm like, you game-planned energy? Does that mean when you don't game-plan energy, you're thinking, hell, we can come out and be lackluster? I mean, why do you, why do you have to game-plan energy? That that really goes with territory. That should be that shouldn't be like a this week we decide to do something new and come out with a lot of energy. To me, that was a misstep, and maybe maybe he didn't mean that, or maybe there was more behind that. Maybe game planning energy means something that I don't know what it means. But whatever it meant, we better damn well get it done against Auburn. Well, we need to, and that's my point. We you know, and, and again, energy it's hard. Again. It was it would be real hard to come out with the same kind of fire and enthusiasm that we had against the Florida team uh, against Troy because you've got a, even though Troy is a good good football team you've got them sandwiched between possibly your two biggest games of the year the Florida game the Auburn game sure every year winning those two games boils down to 
that is going to win you the East. We have not beaten both of those teams in the same year in 25 years. Hopefully this is going to be the year that changes. Uh, but it's been a weird series. Auburn's been beating us at home, and uh, we've been beating them at home. It's a visitor series. We, it is, and we need to change that around. I am hoping that we come out with the same. And I tell you, the team came out with pretty good fire. I think it took a little bit of uh, some breath out of <laughs> them on the, on, the first, on the first two possessions, the fumbles. But I tell you, and again, I know I've been knocking on, on Willie, but uh, hats off to the defense. Two fumbles on your side of the 50, and we held them to three points. Absolutely. I mean, that did a that did a lot. I think it also probably took a pretty good amount of energy out of the defense, too, because then the next time Troy got the ball, they just marched it 80 they, yards down the field. They threw in a double coverage, you know, but they, if you want to call it coverage. But they threw the ball. Again, our front seven, fantastic. Lights we out. Are, we are stopping the run. They carried over. They played like they did against Florida. Defensive backs. Whoa, if the quarterback is not on his back, it's trouble. And I'll tell you what, Auburn with Knicks has a good quarterback. We cannot give him enough time or he is going to pick us apart, and we all know about the kid at Kentucky. That was my whole point. We got a game plan energy. For the next two weeks, we got a game plan energy. Whatever that means, why you don't do it every week, I don't know. But whatever it is, we got to get to do well, it. Well, we, we need it for the next three you weeks. You got it, absolutely. And because uh, you know. Uh, with that Tanuta defense, John Tanuta, John Tanuta, 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 he's coming. Oh. Georgia Tech is coming, baby. Maybe we can get lucky and get him. Georgia, that's a high-powered attack, isn't it? Georgia yeah. Tech, man, I tell you what, they are they are firing on all cylinders right now. Well, here's what I'm going to leave you with, Derek. That's me. And then we're then we can slide a little joke in there. Then you can wrap it up. Greatest defensive coordinator we've ever had, Irk Russell got followed up by probably the second-worst defensive coordinator we've ever had in Bill Lewis. Probably the second-best defensive coordinator we've had, a man that brought fire and enthusiasm to the team, Brian Van Gorder, followed up by a dismal Willie Martinez. Need I say more? There's really nothing else to say. And I'm telling you, that's not – listen, you can't – listeners, you better not – I better not get an email this week saying that we're beating up on Willie Martinez. We gave up 500 yards to Troy, okay? So I don't want to hear any of this crap about we're beating up on – Over, darn near, darn near 400 through the air. Oh, my gosh. If that's not deserving of a woodshed with trip. A, with a quarterback on one leg. If that's not deserving of a woodshed trip, then you're never going to fire anybody ever. You're never going to bang on anybody ever. So, Dog fans, that's it. I'm glad we didn't have a letdown. I'm glad we got the W. Absolutely. Everybody's playing good except the defensive backs, and it ain't, I don't think it's their fault. I'm and, not banging on them. And as I often say, you can go through the stats, you can go through time of possession, you can go through penalties, you can go There's through turnovers. stat that matters. They're there are two numbers that matter, your number and their number, and ours was and ours was ten points higher. Ours was so that's good, and theirs was thirty-four. And, Dog fans, and as much as I hate to say it, but for my friends in Chicago, if Auburn shows up, We're they're going to beat us. We're done. All they got to do is if show they can up. if they can get from the Atlanta airport over to Athens, or We're maybe they just bus up from Auburn. Finished. I don't know. We're if finished. they bring the Tiger, the War Eagle, and all of the Plainsmen, we're done. If they set foot on the field. There's, there's no way we can win. It's hopeless. There's, it's, there's no way we can win. Dog fans, that's it. On that sobering note, we're going to wrap up this show. Episode 130, tell your friends, 706-534-1516. And dogcast at gmail.com. Old dog, take Three, us out of here. 330 CBS game. Tell you how big it is. Tickets on eBay. Two 
$500. Two tickets, $500. And you might not get them. If that's, you did that's how big this game is. Let's go, dog fans. Hey, Derek, old dog. I know the homecoming game is going on at this moment. It's 1 o'clock and it's Troy. And I don't know. I'm interested, but totally uninterested to a certain degree. I mean, I do want to see the dogs win. But I have one last comment on the Florida game. Regardless of what anybody says about the great and glorious Tim Tebow, unless Tim Tebow was, was playing defense, Georgia still hung 42 points on them. So all these Florida weenies can stick it where the sun don't shine. We still hung 42 points on the great and vaunted Florida defense. How about them dogs? Dogcast technical support, Washington, D.C., Going to see if I can find a score or something. Bye. Hey, Derek. Old dog. This is Ryan from Winder. Uh, just want to say I was at the game yesterday. I have season. T- I'm a season ticket holder. Uh, section 116. But anyways, getting to the point about the game. Uh, I think uh, the turning point really came for our offense uh, during the game uh, from the Florida game, converting over to the uh, Troy game, and hopefully it'll continue on to the Auburn game. Um, our defense still, you know, I saw and we, we had some turnovers. We made them turn the ball over. And, you know, sitting there thinking about it, the two fumbles from Moreno on the second play of the game and a little out pass to Sutherland, and then he fumbles for, like, the second the second possession of the game. You know, I was thinking, oh, God, here it goes again, not today. But our offense, it looks like a pretty high-powered offense because I, I see that the defenders are paying more attention to Moreno and it's getting Bailey and and Mazaqua, you know, open over the middle. You know, I, I saw Trip Chandler make some good catches yesterday. But, you know, our defense, I mean, our corners are still young, still giving up big plays. That play, that hug-a-buck, book, whoever you say his name is, um, had over the middle for a touchdown. Was I mean, I was just a nice catch, made a defender, and how it didn't get tipped, I didn't know. So, I mean, just – you know, just dogs, you know, hey, they're, they're going to, you know, I, I've noticed this trend of Mark Rick where he plays to the ability, his teams play to the ability of the team they're playing against. But anyway, go dogs. I'll be there for the Georgia Auburn game. And hopefully we can get an upset from Tennessee and Arkansas. I'd love to see South Carolina lose a game again last night. And uh, go dogs.